0: Oh, that sucks. Wow, that was so. Oh, oh, that fucking sucked. Oh, that fucking sucked. What's
1: up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Brutally Speaking podcast. I am one of your hosts, John, and with me, as always, is Daniel Terry. How are you doing on this uh, late evening?
2: I mean, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, I'm actually fairly awake. I was falling asleep on the couch earlier, but uh, I I seem to have recovered from that.
1: Uh, That must mean that you are are really amped and ready to uh, dive into this episode. Uh, It's Willie Adler of Lamb of God. Not going to bullshit you. There's not a whole lot of Lamb of God shit we're talking about. So if you uh, are expecting a really nice, long, informative Lamb of God conversation, yeah, it's not going to happen here. Uh, This is solely about the band's beer, the Ghost Walker beer, Uh, non-alcoholic beer. That the band released and contrary to uh some other people in the rock and metal industry who won't come on this show because of us apparently talking about uh alcohol uh this is one of the few times where it actually worked in our favor <laughs> well we'll get th- we'll get there you know yeah we'll get there but uh yeah this is willie adler of lamb of god um dan has not had the uh the ghost walker ipa non-alcoholic beer. Well, it
2: hasn't shown up on my doorstep yet, uh, which apparently it was it's supposed to
1: yes, yep, uh whenever that happens it'll it'll show up, and Dan can have a whole six pack. I only had one, and uh, I was like, oh, you know I'm gonna be nice and, and give Dan a, a whole six pack of this um and then I found out you know they had really awesome uh Ghost Walker uh glasses made that have like the etching in them and stuff like that, and there's like a whole combo pack where, you I think you can get the beer and a hat and a poster and some other stuff um. But, you know, it's kind of interesting. You know, a lot of times, like, we obviously talk about beer. I'm currently drinking one right now. Um, it's one of those things where the idea of a, a, a heavy metal band putting out a non-alcoholic beer. I remember seeing the press release for it and I was like, wow, that's, that's interesting. Uh, what were your initial thoughts on, on this idea?
0: <sighs>
2: initial thoughts or mature thoughts?
1: I mean, initial thoughts and uh, I guess you'll be able to speak more about your your mature thoughts once you actually get to try the beer. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's it. I mean, I am not like stoked about checking out a non-alcoholic beer. Um but it's free, so th- there's that.
1: Um, <laughs> It'll taste better that way.
2: I mean, from what you guys Yeah, I mean, from what you guys are telling me, it sounds like it's it's very uh very full. It has a very full flavor, it tastes just like a regular beer. Um so I mean, m- maybe um, Like I said, I'll just have to try it It could change my life I could be ordering it by the gallon You know, like, who knows Um, Once I get it Because, I mean, honestly, at the end of the day It's not about the alcohol content It's about the flavor Yeah, absolutely And if the flavor's good, I'm gonna drink that drink I, It doesn't matter whether it's an alcoholic drink or not
1: Yeah, the thing that was kind of interesting about this Is I fully went into it expecting not really to like it I mean, one of the few NA beers I've ever had Obviously is like everyone's is O'Dul's and it's, it's almost like Heineken to me. It tastes like a shitty Heineken, which I mean, Heineken is a shitty beer. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, I don't know. It's, it's the first time I've really ever seen or even thought of, I guess, a non-alcoholic beer being some kind of other flavor other than just a traditional style like lager, like an American lager or whatever. And the fact that they chose to do a, a pretty interesting IPA for a non-alcoholic mm-hmm. beer was was pretty intriguing to me. So when I thankfully had a friend who had happened to have some and I hit him up, I was like, yo, I'll do a beer trade with you and, and give me one. Um, to try it, I, I wasn't really expecting a whole lot. I, I My expectations were pretty low because um, I didn't want to be like, oh, I have... You know, I expect it's going to be the best thing I've ever had, and it'll put like Founder's beer and a lot of other crap beers to shame. And you know, I I obviously did not think it was going to be that good. Um, you know, because like a great example, honestly, is you know I tried that Metallica beer, and that beer was fucking shit. And what is the comment I made on that? Don't trust people who don't drink anymore to make an alcoholic beverage. Lamb of God, kind of. That's kind of what I expected with this Lamb of God beer, to be completely honest. And I can honestly say, at least for me. I think Randy and them should make more beers that are non-alcoholic. If, if it's this good and the product can be this good, then this is what I think it works for them. Given the fact that most of the band now is all sober.
2: Yeah. And I, I liked, uh, your idea too, about, you know, like, let's get some coffee, you know, some coffee stouts in there or something. Um, because there's, there's nothing that, that sober dudes love more than coffee. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, this would be, this would be really great. Um, I actually have a question for you, John, that I, um, that's something I was kind of thinking during the, during listening to the interview. Um, do you ever think that non-alcoholic beer, cause you talked a lot about like non-alcoholic beer, um, helping out people, you know, that, that obviously you're trying to get sober and they want, you know, maybe the taste and that sort of thing. Um, do you ever think it was a concern for people that maybe are sober that might get them back
1: into beer? Kind of the inverse of it. You know, I, I kind of did, and that was sort of also where I was trying to go, but instead my mind latched onto this weird idea of what if it gets the opposite effect of what if it gets people who have never drank into it because they like the band and it's a non-alcoholic beer, so... Yeah. You know, I know that the probability of that is very slim and none, but the idea of that seemed interesting. But there is still that kind of thing of, like, you see someone doing it and they're enjoying it so much that you're just kind of like, well... Uh, I don't know. Maybe, I mean, I like the band and I mean, I like what this dude does. And, you know, they've not steered me wrong in other things like I'm kind of thinking more from Randy's perspective, because, you know, a lot of people take what Randy has to say to heart. And the fact that, you know, in the video for this beer, you know, he's going like, oh, you know, like the first time I tried one of their NA beers, I shoved it away and I was like, no, 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 non-alcoholic. I- I've been sober. And in right. it, it, seeing that, that's kind of what made me start thinking, you know, sort of along the lines of what you're saying of like, could it possibly get people into that are sober into drinking beer or whatever? Um, but the thing I, I kind of keep coming back to as a whole is just, you know, I know a lot of people – who are sober and you know they always say, i think jost is a great example it's like or one was too many and a thousand was never enough and right
2: sure i get that
1: and you know when he constantly says like you know it just didn't work for me i i can't drink you know we've had uh nick maruso from it dies today who's a you know recovering alcoholic uh and he talked about his whole you know issues with sobriety on this podcast a long time ago and, you know like when I talked about something, he goes, you know, people like you who can just casually drink, like, have a drink, and then you're done for the day, like, I don't understand how you can do that, and I think that's kind of the thing, maybe, that's cool about this, and, and creating different kinds of NA flavors and shit is, and beers, is the ability to, if you still love the camaraderie of maybe going to a bar and wanting to hang out with your friends, I don't know, I just feel like eventually, like, you would get tired of potentially not having a drink. And sharing that kind of experience of, you know, chatting with your friends somewhere over a couple of beers or whatever. And like I said, I'd be really interested to see how this would be on draft because uh, I'm sure it would kind of get rid of some of that can flavor that this has.
2: Yeah, possibly. I think obviously draft is, is the preferred uh, – excuse me, the preferred method of drinking any beer. And I think, again, without having tasted it myself yet, I don't know if you guys are just full of crap or if uh, – <laughs> You know, if this is going to be something that I'm really going to be interested in, to be honest. And and I mean, I'm curious, obviously. Um, it's cool having the Lamb of God uh, branding on it you know that sort of thing so like even if i don't like it i'll probably still keep the cans you you know just for for display purposes
1: well this interview isn't that long uh we've already talked almost as long as the interview apologies i know some of you hate when that happens but uh without further ado let's get into my conversation with willie and we'll talk to you guys afterwards and i'll tell a fun story So I have the pleasure of talking with Willie Adler, guitarist for Lama God, who just released their Ghost Walker IPA non-alcoholic beer in collaboration with BrewDog. How are you doing today, Willie?
0: I'm doing really well, man. The weather's beautiful. And uh, I wish, you know, I've already blown through my initial supply of my Ghostwalker. So I'm kind of bummed. I'd really love to sit outside and have one right now. Well,
1: I'll tell you what. I just opened the can that I got. And uh, I'm going to try it for the first time with you on the line. So,
0: Oh, dude, you're going to love it. It's so good.
1: Holy shit, I honestly can't believe that's not a, an actual like full-on beer beer. That is surprisingly really right? good. Wow.
0: How cool is that, man? Randy fucking killed it. Randy, you know, took the bull by the horns and went to Columbus. And, um, well, him and I, like, rewind about a year before that, him and I had met up with the Brewdog peeps in Columbus and discuss this whole thing. And we're basically like, all right, let's green light this shit. Um, and last fall, Randy went over there and kind of, you know, uh, orchestrated the whole thing and, and picked out the hops and all the, all the beer things that go into beer, uh, and made this super delicious. I'm just so stoked (laughs) and I'm, I'm so proud of Randy and I, I, I love it. It's that, you know, I've, I've, haven't touched alcohol for six years. So, to have something that is, like, not an (laughs) odour, and delicious, I'm
1: fucking pumped. So, a couple of things on that. I mean, you kind of hit a couple of the things I was going to ask, so I'll just kind of do more of a loose conversation, like two people having a conversation over beer. Um, You know, I live in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and, you know, we have founders, we have a fuckload of uh, awesome breweries here in the States. Um, And it's one of those things where, you know, seeing what you know the crap beer boom has kind of done over the last i'll call it five or six years really um has been really interesting and you know we're seeing a lot of bands you know deftones doing their series of beers uh i mean everyone's kind of doing beers even you know iron maiden with their uh what is it the trooper and it's one of those things at least for you guys um you know, I didn't really know that you had ever gotten into crap beers. I thought you guys were more of like the, if I remember correctly, like the Miller Light and Coors kind of guys. Were you really, before you stopped drinking, were you much into the crap beer thing or was that not really your style?
0: No, not at all. Like uh, we were <laughs> definitely, the, you know, cheap and easy American lager, Miller Light, fucking the whole thing. I think out of all of us, Randy was a a, a bit of a snob on that front. Okay. So, um, he was definitely more into the craft beer and all that jazz, but uh, no, that, like before this and before I gave up drinking, it, it it was, it was strictly Miller Lite. So I really didn't know. So when Randy turned me on to brew dog's Nanny State, I almost spit it out because I was like, there's no way this isn't real beer. <laughs> and, uh, it was delicious. And, and so when this whole thing came about i knew randy was the right guy to 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 go and make it happen because i mean and and shit i I wasn't wrong the shit is delicious
1: out of curiosity how i mean you kind of explained it a little bit but explain a little bit more of like who reaches out to who to start this process? Is it a thing of like Randy and you were, you know, having some of these beers and it was, you know, we should do something like this and kind of bring out a non-alcoholic beer and kind of showcase a new avenue and potential for the craft beer scene. And then you just, you know, happened to hit up somebody that worked at the brewery or or how does that kind of, what does that look like?
0: That's a really good question because, well, we had a day off in Columbus and it was right before, what is it, Rockville or Welcome... Whatever that... Uh,
1: uh, Sonic Temple. Sonic yeah, Temple. Sonic Temple.
0: That's what it was. So it was a few days before that, and we had a day off in Columbus, and I guess Randy... I don't know if they had reached out to him or he had reached out to them, um, but somehow organized this meeting down at their little headquarters, and, you know, was they were super interested because they had already had, you know, the Nanny State and the Punk AF, so they were doing really quality NAs, and right. come to find out through this meeting, you know, NA is really becoming a thing. Like, and yes. you know, in our trips to Europe and all that, I would see more and more billboards, particularly in like you know heavy, heavy, like heavy drinking countries. Like they were really trying to push NA. So it's like legitimately becoming a thing. So Randy, kind of, I, I think Randy reached out and they were really receptive to it and we both went down there on that day off and ended up talking to like the brewmaster and and a couple other peeps and you know they were equally as excited as we were so it it was really cool and like you said before you know a lot of bands are putting out all these beers and it was like well we don't want to be you know another you know let's obviously let's do a non-alcoholic because nobody's doing that shit
1: no Well, that kind of made me wonder, were you guys a bit nervous to be literally the first band to do a beer that's a non-alcoholic beer and have that be the first of its kind to be released on a probably much more global scale than a lot of people are even aware of?
0: I think it's kind of par for the course with us. I think we do shit in you know, for lack of a better term in a real gangster type way that's like, you know, <laughs> like, fuck the trend, let's let's do what we want to do and, and put it out there and uh, let, you know, let the beer kind of speak for itself. So, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there, there was no nerves, really.
1: It's just kind of interesting because, you know, like I posted uh, yesterday, I happened to get a, uh, one of our sponsors uh, just put out a new coffee blend um, and I was able to, you know, get it yesterday and it came with a, uh, the beer that I got, like a friend of mine, actually, it might be a mutual friend. I don't know if you know him off the top of your head, uh, Rush uh, Beard He usually hangs out with John. Yeah, I do. Okay, so he happened to have a six-pack that he bought, and I was like, yo, I'll do a beer trade with you and get that because I'm talking to Willie tomorrow. And he goes, absolutely. And so it was one of those things, like, I was trying to figure out a way to get this, and then it just was like, oh, he happened to have it. So I was like, cool, I'm going to have it with him on on uh, over doing this. But the thing that was kind of interesting and thinking about it is it's not 100% uh, non-alcoholic. And then actually, as Rush and I were talking yesterday, I used to work at uh, a strip club. And it was okay. eighteen and up, but we had we had duels. and so I made the comment one day, you know, because you always try to figure out ways to to make better business decisions and, and drive sales and all that shit. And I was like, so can I try to sell this to eighteen year olds or minors technically? And they're like, no, because it's not a hundred percent non or it's not a hundred percent you know alcohol free. It's there's just a little 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 bit in there, right. but not enough to be constituted as beer. But legally, I don't think you can. Which kind of made me start thinking about that in working because this is obviously something that you guys all started working on over a year or so ago as you've been saying but it kind of made me wonder were there any legal loopholes because you're able to sell this through your website all over the u.s like i sent one to my co-host who doesn't know that and who will now so dan you're getting a six pack of this um but it's one of those things where i was kind of surprised to see that you're just able to sell this online no problems uh was there much of an issue with that or was that not really handled by you guys at all
0: uh, yeah, I mean, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this, <laughs> I was, I, yeah, I've <laughs> heard of, of this possibly being, you know, uh, a legality issue, so, no, that's not, that's not
1: <laughs> It's just, uh, yeah, okay, it's just one of those things, like, I know how, you know, in my traveling across the U.S., uh, I, like, go into Myrtle Beach in South Carolina, it's like, They have their liquor and their beer separated in the same building, but separated by a wall. Like, you have to go to a completely different quote-unquote stores to get either one. You go to places like Vegas and New Orleans, and you can have open intox, and the hours, like, you go to Chicago, and you can drink until 4 a.m. Like, just the different laws that are in place in different states. And so that was kind of an interesting thing to think about logistically when doing this is – I'm surprised to see this, but like you've kind of had said, this is the first really of something of this this caliber, and so it's kind of unprecedented and uncharted territory, kind of I think, for the, the crappier world of to see how it, how you get it out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, and you bring up really good points. I mean, I I, I, <laughs> I just uh, I hadn't even <laughs> I hadn't even thought about that um, because you know, you're right. It's like what less than point five percent or whatever it is. Which in the the beer world is, is negligible, but at the same time, you know, it is alcohol. So,
1: yeah, man, I don't know. You know, I kind of had wondered, I know you're a big coffee drinker and, like, really, really into your coffee. And so, I I mean, obviously you said that, you know, Randy kind of took the uh, the reins on this. But I was kind of pleasantly surprised, because I'm pretty sure most of your, at least Randy and you, are big coffee drinkers, that this wasn't a stout or maybe even a porter, like a coffee-flavored or inspired beer of that variety, to kind of go that route, to kind of meld kind of two of your passions together.
0: Oh, coffee's coming, bro. Don't even sweat it. Yeah,
1: no, we, 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 we'd been
0: thinking about it and uh, we were like, well, let's, you know, let's let's because neither of us, I think, really drink porter or stout or anything like that. So we wanted to keep the beer to a beer that we would enjoy, like an IPA or something like that. So, yes. The, and to come full circle, coffee is coming. Um, I'm not sure how much I can say about it, but it is we wanted to keep it separate and, and do the coffee thing right.
1: Do you envision, I mean, you just kind of said that, you know, you guys aren't, you're more kind of the IPA and, you know, logger style things. Do you see yourself kind of maybe with the success of this doing seemingly pretty well of uh, maybe kind of doing something like Deftones has done where they're kind of doing seasonal releases and so forth?
0: I don't know. I hadn't even thought about it. I guess, you know, well, I would, I would not mind entertaining that conversation whatsoever. I think that would be really, really cool. And, you know, for all the, the N.A. drinkers out there, I think peeps would appreciate it. And, you know, it's funny. Like, we, I was saying, N.A. is becoming, like, a real thing. Like, my wife and I went to uh, Total Wine and Liquor, which is, like, a huge, exactly what it sounds like, a huge fucking warehouse of, of booze. But they also have now, like, the NA section is like three times the size of what it was the last time I had been in there with Brooklyn brewery, having NAs like everybody, like every, it's just becoming a thing. So I would love to kind of elaborate on it and do like seasonal NAs. I mean, that would, you know, that's, that's pretty goddamn
1: cool. <laughs> it's just one of those things. I feel like, you know, there's, like I said, it, the the craft boom the craft beer boom has kind of been crazy and even I'll elaborate and kind of go more into craft cocktails and you know you're seeing you know tobacco like pipe smoking tobacco kind of coming back into fashion and the kind of craft element of that of getting different tobacco blends and you know just everything kind of seemingly is more about creating a unique situation and an environment for whatever the experience that you're looking to to partake in and i think it's just kind of really interesting and it's it's fun to see even you know non-alcoholic beer kind of following that trend and, and getting interesting like i keep sipping this beer and you know i'm i keep constantly going there's no way there's not fucking like this isn't just a full on beer like it tastes right? like a beer
0: i know dude i know it's really cool it, it just kind of it makes my heart swell it makes my non-drunk heart swell.
1: <laughs> Are you guys planning on uh, doing, you know, because I know that obviously the, the thing was going to be taking this out on the road with you guys. Was there plans to bring kegs with you at some of these shows and have it on draft so people can kind of get a, a taste of it that way as well? Or even maybe uh, Tap Takeovers a la kind of like an in-store signing type thing? Was there plans to yeah. do any of that before all of this happened? Not until now. Shit, that sounds awesome. I need a free case then for the idea. <laughs> yeah,
0: right? I I think we were going to have like cases uh, delivered, but, you know, being able to, I think the first time I tried an NA out of a keg, like on tap was in Spain and it was fucking delicious. So I would love to do that because there is something about a draft beer that, you know, it's, it's just a little more cold. It's a little crisper. It's a little better. So yeah, I'd be way into that, dude.
1: Well, I'll be awaiting my uh, my free six pack yes. for the idea when when you guys officially do that.
0: you'll get your royalty checks' be uh, oh, you know, awesome. Hold your breath <laughs> <laughs>
1: um you know this is kind of an, a weird question, something I kind of thought of it in light of you know you and Randy you know and uh, now Mark even in the last year, and a lot of band people actually you're seeing kind of go to being sober uh after probably just years and years of partying because it's so readily available at all times right and. It does kind of make me wonder, I did see some people, you know, when I posted the beer, they're like, I just don't understand the idea of a non-alcoholic beer, like, what's the point, and all that kind of stuff, and I did see some people online comment, you know, people who are like, I'm sober, like, I've never, you know, straight edge, basically, but I'd be interested in trying this, do you, do you think you're gonna get some people who have never drank uh, to maybe try a beer because of it being a non-alcoholic beer and maybe they like the band? Have you thought about that at all?
0: I haven't thought about that Um, because, you know, usually beer drinkers and especially like NA beer is for dudes in recovery or dudes that have had drinking problems. So to think about, you know, like uh, guys that have never drank, just because they just never did it, never saw the appeal, whatever. Um, I don't know. Uh, It's delicious, so I can't see why not. But if they never, you know, if they don't like beer, then they're not going to like this beer because it tastes like beer. (laughs) it's true I I really don't I'd love to think that you know if they're just avoiding alcohol to avoid alcohol I get that so yeah I mean give it a shot but I don't know man
1: well I uh I don't want to keep you much longer I think you got another one right behind me so where can everyone find you guys the band and where can people pick this up
0: so what they can find us at well they can find the beer I think we sell it on our website Lamb of God.com. And I'm pretty fucking positive that you can get it through BrewDog's website. Uh, whatever that is.
1: I think it's just BrewDog.com.
0: BrewDog.com. And, yeah, I mean, look out for our new record. You know, it got pushed back a little bit, but I think everything has gotten pushed back a little bit, so that's it's not that surprising.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's not. But you know what? You guys uh, released a new song as of yesterday as of when we're recording. Um, so, I mean, it kind of makes up for it a little bit. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully maybe when the record gets a little closer to uh, actually dropping and we get to hear all of it, uh, love to have you or somebody come back on and maybe talk a little bit about it. Maybe over some ghost Walker. If you happen to replenish your stock, (laughs) I'd
0: love to, man, that'd be
1: great. Awesome. Will you enjoy the rest of your day, Willie? And, uh, thank you so much for taking the time.
0: Absolutely, man. Thank you. You do the same.
1: What's up everyone, John here, and I've got to tell you guys all about this band, Martyr for Madison, hailing from right here in my hometown of Grand Rapids, Michigan, check out their latest single, A Better Place, off their upcoming EP, Nearsighted, which will be available everywhere May 8th. are live right now over at distrokid.com or pre-save on your preferred streaming service. This is A Better Place by Martyr for Madison off their nearsighted EP. Coming at you May 8th, so pre-order it today. So that was my conversation with Willie Adler of Lamb God. I had fun. I mean, it's just kind of refreshing sometimes when someone's just so bubbly and warm, like, over the phone that it just kind of seeps into the conversation. Yeah. Um... I know a little bit of that. Maybe would have been different than what you would have expected. Uh, talking about a non-alcoholic beer, but I I do think you kind of can get a sense that just like their band, just like their music and so forth, anything they do, they're very passionate about, and I think that definitely comes across in this this quick little chat we did with Willie.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's just funny the amount of ideas you gave them too. I mean, you pretty much laid out their uh, you pretty much laid out their plan, you know, for them.
1: Well, I mean, I'm trying really hard to uh, to get those three cases of beer man there you go so i teased uh, right before we went into the interview a fun interesting story uh, about willie you know he mentions in the interview that you know he's been sober now i think six years and a long time ago on an osfest so you already know where this story is gonna <laughs> potentially go right um i went to Ozfest to go see my friend and that was on the tour and you know hanging out backstage ozzy's playing all the bands are barbecuing drinking having a good time and willie is kind of three sheets to the wind um and my friend was had been telling some people on the tour about this stupid tattoo i have uh Mm. purposely stupid and willie was like you think you have a stupid tattoo have you seen my tattoo and i was like uh yeah the three-piece willie yep uh i've seen it yeah you know because it's on their documentary right and he was like oh and he kind of, I couldn't tell if he was, like, upset that I knew about it or whatever, but he just kind of kept picking at me uh, about him having a better, stupid, more stupid <laughs> tattoo than I did. Okay. And... You know, it's one of those stories I think it's funny to tell now just because it's like, you know, Willie is a super nice dude. I've met him a couple other times uh, through mutual friends and so forth. And he's always been super nice. And how you've heard him on the interview is how he usually is. So super warm and friendly and all that kind of stuff. This is a very one-off occurrence, but it's always stuck with me because I was like, I'm about to get into, I mean, I'm not going to, but like a fight is almost about to break out over who has a more stupid tattoo. Willie with his three-piece Willie tattoo on his stomach or me with my drink to your gay tattoo on my leg and it was just like is this really happening
2: right now (laughs) that's really funny
1: Yeah, so I've always kind of had that, so I mean, I think that's, uh, you know, plenty of stories like that uh, are why a lot of people, you know, end up going the sober route, Uh, because like I said in the interview, and I've said it previously, you know, a lot of people, uh, when you're touring, uh, you get wherever you go, you get loaded down with a bunch of free booze or free alcohol, if you sell out a venue, you get a lot of like top shelf liquors and so forth, Uh, there's just a lot of hours in the day to uh, just drink away uh when you have nothing else to do in the middle of sometimes nowhere
2: right yeah and i am i'm going i'm going to be pretty excited to get to get my case and uh hopefully it doesn't just sit outside all day and get super hot um
1: <laughs> but no, you uh, haven't had those random bouts of uh, snowstorms like we have
2: no i mean i'm in the middle of a pretty intense thunderstorm right now but uh that's about it um just clinging to my space dust as best i can <laughs>
1: Well, Dan's drinking a space dust, I am uh, having a Lantern Lighter uh, Pumpkin Milkshake Triple IPA. Uh, it's made by the people over at Abomination Brewing. It's a uh, triple IPA, brewed with lactose, vanilla beans, and pumpkin, and then double dry hopped with citric and mosaic uh, hops. So um, it's definitely out of season. I grabbed this thinking... Oh, that sounds great. And then as I was looking at the can a little bit more to take a photo of it, I realized that I had already posted me buying this beer previously when it was more in season.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny.
1: Eh, you know, gimmick's so good it got me twice.
2: <laughs> there you go. Shame on shame on you. It got you twice.
1: Yeah, you know. Beer's actually better than I remember it being. So uh, I'd like to try some more of their stuff because they definitely have kind of like a like metal kind of horror-looking thing about their their uh, cans and releases. So definitely pretty cool. Um. Going to wrap this up, because obviously at this point we've been talking longer than the interview, and that's always kind a of... a
2: bite-sized interview. It's fun.
1: Yeah. Um Maybe we'll get Willie back on, like we said at the end, when the record actually gets uh, ready to come out and have a couple of those uh, Ghost Walkers and talk about this new record. So far, the first four singles or so that are off of it are pretty killer. Um I know I'm actually looking forward to hearing the rest of it and hearing how everything kind of flows, because I think that's kind of half of the fun of a Lamb of God record, is just kind of seeing how like some of those deeper songs kind of vibe with the rest of the record. I mean, they've got some really killer, epic closing tracks on some of the last few records they put out. Yeah.
2: Yeah, totally. Yeah, they're... um. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, so if you would like to keep up with Lamb of God, you can find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lamb of God. If you would like to keep up with Willie Adler, you can find him simply enough on Instagram at Willie Adler. Hasn't used it in about a year, so don't think you're going to be catching up too much on recent things, but it's good to go back through and check out what he's up to. Maybe he'll start posting again. Um, if you would like to follow the brewery, uh, go to BrewDog official on Instagram and at BrewDog on Twitter. If you would like to pick up some Ghost Walker, since it's non-alcoholic, you can pick it up at lambagodbeer.com. You can go over to shopusa.brewdog.com. We're going to leave a link to where you can actually go straight to the link in their website. It's a long-ass website name, uh, so it's just easier to do that. Or you can go over to lamb dash of dash god.com they also have packages over there for the beer um I think this is a cool idea. I think you should support it. A lot of bands are doing this. And unfortunately, when a lot of bands do this, you can't fucking buy the beer unless you either A, live in that area or B, know someone who lives in the area to ship it to you, which is technically illegal. Um, so this is kind of interesting. This this breaks a lot of new ground of uh, being able to buy a beer. Like Dan said, I bought him a case. It'll be at his house. And uh, no one's ID had to be checked. That was pretty cool, in my opinion.
2: Even though there were traces of alcohol in it.
1: Yes, which is also interesting and kind of an interesting concept, which maybe we'll talk about at another time, uh, how we feel about sober people drinking something that technically does have alcohol in it.
2: Right. that's barely It's barely any. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. And Dan will tell you where he can be found on the Internet, probably drinking beer somewhere.
2: Usually somewhere. Uh, it used to be back alleys, but now I have to do it at home. So, you know, here here we are. Uh, But you can find me on Twitter at DiscussMetalDan, on Facebook under Daniel Terry. Uh, You can send me an email at DiscussMetalDan at gmail.com, or uh, you can check out my other podcasts at DiscussMetal.com.
1: And if you would like to keep up with all things, this podcast is simple enough. Bruce Speak Pod, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Speaking of Instagram, we've been doing a few Instagram live things with some uh, past guests on this podcast. Uh, last Friday, as of when we're recording, we did one with Mark Volelunga of Nothing More. That was really rad getting to talk to uh, him about just shooting the shit about beer. Uh, a lot of the fans came out from all over the world. That was really cool to see people commenting from Italy, from, I think, Prague, from Argentina, and just kind of seeing a collective of the Nothing More family uh checking in with each other in the comment section. Um, it's not much, you know, to to do an Instagram live thing, but it's really cool to kind of see fans of these bands coming through commenting in the comment section and so forth uh and just kind of giving a distraction for for what we're currently going through so it's been a lot of fun uh did one with uh Susie of unearth today as of when we're recording both of these are up over on our youtube channel as well if you didn't catch it uh, on the first run i'm gonna be doing one with patrick galante of ice nine kills and ending out this week with uh chad nicefield of formerly of wilson and uh Yeah, these are a lot of fun. I I hopefully can continue more of these and maybe try to do some where where Dan hops on and and is involved with them or whatever. Uh, It's an interesting feature that I, I don't think we've really utilized in the past. So looking forward to doing more of that. So. Follow us across the socials. And speaking of uh, supporting us, we want to thank our sponsors for supporting our show in these tough times as well. Shout out to the Bean Bastard. Got that Sprouton pack, uh, their new blend that they just came out with. It's super delicious. Uh, you really kind of taste that uh, cherry and the chocolate and all that kind of stuff in there. Uh, again, if you're a fan of like Ghostbusters or 80s theme things, this is a coffee brand right up your alley. Uh, support them for supporting us. Go to BeanBastard.com, get some coffee, uh, support a local business, local to new york but still a local small business as it were uh facebook instagram at the bean bastard thanks also to on point pomade keep your beard and hair looking on point neither of which i have currently going on uh what little bit of facial hair i can grow looks like shit and my hair is growing out of control and uh i think at this point on point pomade and beard oil can't save me uh but it can save dan and it can save most of you because you guys have nice beards and you have nicer hair than me
2: Well, I used to have a nice beard. I mean, I shaved it relatively recently, but I don't know. It's, uh, It's starting to come back. But yeah, the hair, the hair's not going
1: anywhere for a while. Yeah, I don't think anyone's hair's going anywhere for a little bit. Nope. And lastly, but not leastly, rockabilia.com. We want to thank those guys for supporting us. They came on recently, and we couldn't think of a better sponsor for this show uh, that incorporates so many of the things that we love between rock, metal, hardcore, movies, pop culture things. Anything that you would be into, you can find over there at rockabilia.com. They have over 500,000 items for sale. Currently, looking at uh, Rockabilia's website right now, a lot of cool Lamb of God merch. Uh, there's one in particular I really like. It's, uh, I mean, being into hard. Hardcore like i am the classic hardcore shirts you know a live action band shot with the crowd uh they have one of those for lamb gut and it just says richmond over it so obviously the band being from richmond virginia a uh, lot of cool stuff wall flags hats beanies hoodies even have a pure american metal t-shirt from the new american gospel album cover uh just a lot of really cool shit um uh, even a belt and a candle they have a lamb gut candle that's awesome Don't- Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I wonder what it smells like.
2: Smells like death.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But uh, Rockabilia has everything you could possibly want. You don't have to worry about the quality of the things you're getting, because unlike going to eBay, where you're getting bootleg ass shirts currently like the one I'm wearing, you don't have to worry about them falling apart after one wash or the, the print wearing off. You know it's good. They're officially licensed through the band, so you're also supporting the band's directly when you go to rockabilia.com, so head on over there and if you're a first time user you'll see an ad pop up you get 10 percent off your first purchase so if you're able to support rockabilia.com and get some fresh swag now would be the time to do it support them and support all of our sponsors for supporting us and for the brutally speaking podcast i am john and i am dan and we will talk to you next time oh that fucking sucked